you know, as, as we're talking, I started looking back at my, um, at my photos since that's pretty much the best journal that I have of the actual year. <laughs> What's up, Internet? It is that time once again. It is also that time of year. It is our holiday episode of the Geeks Podcast, podcast for makers, families, and geeks. Happy holidays, gentlemen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Quantical or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something geeky, but I can't think of anything. Is there, is there like a, on empty here. Is there a geek property that kind of has their own type of... Holiday celebration, World of Warcraft. Festivus. Fe- Festivus, I guess, is the one that usually gets said. Isn't that from Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Or something? Yeah, I think so. That's what funny. was Futurama? What did they call it in Futurama? Was it Christmas or it was something else? We're gonna lose uh, our geek cards here. I know. <laughs> Maybe it was called Christmas. Xmas. No, they just called it Xmas. It's an Xmas Day miracle. Isn't it funny how like every game, every uh, every game property now has a holiday event to get you to keep playing that game, whether it's new skins or like a new map that has snow and holiday lights and stuff. Even Valheim has craftable Christmas trees and presents now. Oh, really? <laughs> Which of course I I have you know like two trees and presents around my property on the in Valheim now. Nice. But I think I'm the only one playing it, so I'm just. Spending Christmas alone in Valheim. And it's terrible because I've gotten back into Minecraft now. So I've like, I went from Minecraft over to Valheim. Now I'm back in Minecraft. It's, I can't be, I can't be like split between two worlds. I just got to pick one. My my Minecraft server sign has been down for a couple weeks. I need to fix it because I don't know who's on the server at whatever time. So I missed that notification. I don't realize how much I used it until it's not there. Mm-hmm. I've had a few adventures with Crehan on on the oh, Minecraft yeah. server. Yeah, it's been fun. A lot changes every time I get on there. There's like new stuff everywhere. I don't even remember how to log into the server. I might have to go on just to kind of look around. I don't plan. On, I don't plan on playing. I just want to go and kind of go around and sightsee, see what everybody's done. That should be kind of fun. Yeah. And we're kind of throwing this out up front. Um, if you want to join us on our Minecraft server, it is a perk of being a patron of this fine podcast that you're listening to. So if you're into Minecraft and you want to help support the show, uh, you can do both. And we can see you on the server. Or Valheim. We got yeah. we got both. We got Minecraft. We got Valheim. We're all over the place. Yeah, kind and of Discord. Going, kind of lonely on there. And Discord. Yeah. yeah. Our Discord channel has been, been great. We have a really good yes. community that we've kind of built on there over the last, uh, how, how long have we had it now? A year, two years now, Discord? I don't know. It feels like maybe two years. Yeah, I think we started it around um, WorkmanchCon-ish time. Mm-hmm. Something like that. With the reinvigoration of the show, I think we started pushing that more too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great time. Welcome everybody on there. So what have you guys been up to this week? Now that we're clearly in holiday season. Man, making making presents and uh, wrapping presents and watching movies, watching TV shows, not playing as many games as I would like. Playing StarCraft here and there, StarCraft Two, but uh, for yeah. nostalgia's sake or because. So a friend of mine uh, that I've mentioned on the podcast before, uh, Travis, he's. My buddy lives in out in Wyoming that I've gone out to visit and stay out there with a couple of times. He and I have a long history of StarCraft. We started playing StarCraft one back when we were in the military together, and it's sort of been our thing that we've continued the tradition. A couple of times we've like dropped it over the years, like you know transitioning to StarCraft two and stuff. But we always seem to to go back to it every once in a while, and it's. We usually just do like comp stomps where you just play him and I just team up against the computer and they have like co-op missions and stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty fun. Uh, we, just, we pull up um, Skype and do like a video call on another monitor. So it's like we're sitting across the table from each other. It's pretty fun. If there's anybody else in the uh, in our group on Discord that likes to play StarCraft and wants to play sometime, let me know. 
I think I've only played it once. I never got really into StarCraft 2. I played a lot of StarCraft 1. Mm-hmm. But just never made that jump in the, in the second one. It's fun. Because StarCraft 2 came out at the same time World of Warcraft 2 did, didn't it? World no, of Warcraft 2? No. no, more like after World Craft Warcraft 3. It's been out 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Warcraft so, 3 is older. Not as old as World of Warcraft. Right? No. Because <laughs> I was more into World of Warcraft than I ever was StarCraft. You used to play WoW? I just... I just couldn't. No, 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 no. Well, that's that's what well, Wow was. World oh, of Warcraft. oh, okay. But I mean, when people say Wow, they usually mean like World of Warcraft Online, like the MMO. I'm talking about like the the standalone. There's no world then. No, you're talking about Warcraft Three. Yeah, that that is what I meant. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Warcraft. <laughs> I was more into Warcraft than I was StarCraft. I tried. I really did try, but. Just one of them is fun. Right, right, all right, all right. <laughs> Me and my brothers enough, still yeah. do that to uh, to that each other. It's kind of fun. Uh, I have been um, trying to trying to fumble my way through making um, hot chocolate bombs. So what I'm doing is I'm taking my recipe from the Hyrule hot chocolate that I made last year. And I 3D printed some shields. Uh, I 3D printed the the Hylian shield and the Dekaut shield. And then I made a mold of those. And I made the mold wrong. And so I've been trying to figure out how to, like, not have to remake the mold and still use the mold that I have. I didn't account for, like, some kind of funnel to, like, pour the chocolate into. And so... And so I had to cut it open because the shields are so complex and complicated. And there's that little shaft that goes up the back of the shield that the straw is going to fit into. I did not think this through like I should have. But that said, uh, I have my little mold pieces that are ready for chocolate. So tomorrow morning, um, we typically have a a traditional invite a bunch of friends over to our house and have a, a big Christmas Eve breakfast. We cook for everybody. It's typically a very fun time. Everybody has canceled. Uh, so in place of that, my daughter and I are going to make, uh, or attempt to make Hyrule hot chocolate bombs. So that's going to be an experience and a half. And hopefully um, I will I will finish it enough to be able to put the, the video for it out on Christmas. And that will be my, my last video for the year. <sighs> We hope. I hope. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. What about you, Sean? Well, I got off of work last Friday, and I feel like I haven't stopped moving since. Um, for a time of year that should be relaxing and kind of enjoyable, it's been almost like crunch time with uh, customer orders at the last minute. And it's, uh, I think we finally finished our last one. I told my wife, you know, don't take on any more orders. We are done. I want to be closed for the year. And she got another order. So that's how that kind of goes. Um, I finished baking a sign um, as a commission. And I had to actually fire up my CNC again. Which I have not turned that thing on in, I think, almost three years. Since I got the K40. <laughs> I don't think I've had it on. And then here I accept this job where I know I'm going to have to CNC it. Because the size would not fit in the laser. And just the nature of the sign, it's you, you can't. Um, it doesn't quite work. You know, you have to be able to carve deep enough and you kind of need to see and see for that. So I loved your post on that, by the way, it what? was so, oh. it was so <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge, hint, hint, wink, wink. I'm really nervous about this, but I would be less nervous if I had a one finity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that is, that is fantastic. And an hour later they picked it up and reposted it on their, on their channel. I know, I know. I'm like, I'm like, welcome. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad that you guys saw that. But I mean, it's you know, how about how about we have a conversation, you know, type of thing. But hey, it's baby steps, baby, baby, yeah. baby steps. I, I'm still hopeful that I can make that happen in the future. But luckily enough, it it worked. For for anybody listening to the, uh, the audio podcast right now, our, our pausing has to do with what's happening on the video feed, the, the the automated Skype whatever that they're using to to balance the image is kind of making. West grow and shrink in the screen so it's <laughs> for anybody just listening to this it is such a richer experience 
watching us be goofheads rather than just listening to us be goofheads. Yeah, see how professional we are. Yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> so it was a it was a big gamble taking on the job, not having the CNC turned on in about three years, and hoping everything worked correctly. And when I fired everything up. I got really nervous because I, I was moving it around. I was jogging the, the router around, and then I started moving it up and down. And on the Z, I hear this. I, I couldn't figure out what it was. I, I was checking the belt. The belt looked okay. Um, there, there's no bend in the in the threaded rod. And I, I don't know what it was. I think the belt might have been rubbing on the, the flange that's above it a little bit. And I kind of helped it along, and it kind of went away. But it made me nervous for a couple of minutes, but it, it pretty much worked. Um, I also realized I was out of practice with how to actually set up those cuts and that it is, how different of a process it is than using the laser. You know, even though you have these two different automated processes that are controlling some sort of carriage that goes and affects a piece of wood, it's it's a different thought process in how you how you do that. And it... The sighting turned out okay. Um, I was kind of disappointed with a couple things that happened. I had to run things a couple different times. But I think I learned a lot more in that last job that I ran than what I previously knew about running the CNC, which is really weird. Like after all this time, and out hmm. of all the work I've already done on it, that I think I learned something better um, <laughs> uh, with the process. So I'm actually going to try to leave the CNC kind of clear because it's been kind of like a catch-all space for storage and see if I can maybe um, do some more work with it. I also need to use a different program for running the jobs. I think I want to try to use, I think it's called Aspire, which is a, a better program for doing some of the CNC jobs, especially for using like V-bits and stuff. Um, I, I do have to say that I still do not like ESOL, which is um, Inventables, uh, Proprietary... Uh, what do you call it? Their, uh, I don't know, their, their control their program. Mapping yeah. software. Or, sure. Yeah. But they have made improvements. Uh, they made some much needed improvements um, in terms of the recommendation of the processing. So at least it's a step in the right direction. Uh, but the, the pro version is still really expensive. In fact, I think it I, even went up in price. Have you tried Carbide Create at all? No, I have not. Uh, I would look into that. I've tried both Aspire and Carbide. I ended up settling on Carbide because I like the experience of using Carbide better than Aspire. But, I mean, it's each each their own, obviously. But, yeah, definitely try, try out Carbide. Yeah. Carbide as, as long as our post-process will work with uh, the X-Carve, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I, I'm yeah. up for it. Yeah, there's a couple of key things that I need the software to be able to do that ESOL just does not... I mean, I, I guess you could probably find a way to make it do, make it happen, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna look for some other other options and still get more out of the machine, because I probably should be using it a lot more than what I do. You know, there's probably a lot of jobs that I do that probably would be better with CNC and even faster, but I think we default to the laser just because we've already established such a, a consistent workflow um, with it. So dog ornaments, signs, and what else have we been doing? A lot of cutting boards. For the holidays, so we we've done probably at least you know twenty thirty jobs in the last wow. month. Dang. Wow! Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. So now that we've uh, reached the end of the year, I kind of wanted to do a, a retrospective on the year twenty twenty one, which we kind of have to. We, I guess we've gotten at that age. We have to talk about it first to remember what exactly happened <laughs> <laughs> over the last year, uh, and talk about what our favorite things were. Oh, 2021. Favorite maker stuffs, favorite dad stuffs, favorite geek stuffs, all that kind of stuffs. Uh, but let's talk about 2021 first. January 2021. Where were we? I was still <laughs> in Wyoming. Yeah. For another You were two there weeks. for like five weeks? You were there for a while. Three months. Three months. That was longer than five weeks. Mid October to mid January. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I drove back. Um, yeah. We we're missing that. We uh we had a good time out there. Some things we don't we don't miss like the lack of civilization <laughs> and quick Amazon deliveries. We're so spoiled here in North Carolina. Like if I order something, I can likely get it the next day. Not for everything, but the popular items. 
out there you're like four days minimum <laughs> it was crazy um because the earl is the one that brings it down the long windy road <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah. you know there's uh, something collectively that we should probably comment on too and <clears throat> if if my my notes are correct um january is when we rebooted the show it is mm-hmm. yeah so we've been at our, our new, well, semi-new format, but reinvigoration of the show is, is typically what we called it behind the scenes for for about a year now. And I think we've had some pretty good momentum um, this year and kind of given the, sh- the show some new life. And I think that that is something huge for this year because we weren't even sure what the fate of the show was going to be um, a year ago. You know, we were still kind of playing around with some different concepts and ideas and we've done quite a few of those this year. I think we've we've kind of uh, held to our plan for once, and yeah. <laughs> and did yeah. quite a few of those things. So I think that, that's that's been really good collectively as a group. Yeah, definitely continue that into the next year. I think. Yep. Lean a little harder into it. I think for sure. Yeah, because it was this time. I guess it was this time in 2020 where we had our our big 200th. episode, two hundred yep. 200th, 200th episode with like 30 people on and. And Sean was like, and that come and and we've reached the end of the Making Geeks podcast, as we know it. <laughs> and I just remember seeing all the eyebrows go. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. So something we didn't say about that time uh, that I guess we could talk about a little bit now is there was actually some initial talk of um, Wes and I possibly leaving the show, and then Donovan taking it and taking it possibly like in a new direction and creating a new show with the same name, though. Um, and that was something we had considered and talked about for a short period of time before we decided that we were going to try um, just changing it up and try to get us a little bit more excited about doing the show every week. Because after over 200 episodes, things start uh, slowing up a little bit and, you know, getting harder, you know, it's hard to come up with ideas. So it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how the year started for at least, like I said, collectively for the three of us. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, one big thing that happened for me for 2021 was uh, starting starting the year from uh, from January up until April. I was really considering uh, going full time at being a content creator, YouTuber, online, you know, personality, whatever you want to call it. And uh, my channel at that time was doing really well. Like very very well. I'm I'm jealous of myself at how well my channel was doing a year ago today, uh, and so there was there was a real real talk and real opportunity that ended up uh, kind of getting kicked into high gear when I got rift uh, from my job in May, and ever since then I've been doing uh, I've been doing content creation full time. I wish I could say it's uh, better right now than it was a year ago it's not but uh but with the new projects that i got coming out for next year i'm really excited about uh the momentum of building up my channel again <laughs> at least getting my stats where i'm not losing subscribers on a daily basis but gaining some that would be fantastic if i can get above zero i will good so that was a big thing for me for 2021 how about you at the start of the year sean what can you recollect so the start of 2021 was, you know, the the year me of the year other than the number didn't really present a whole lot of change because last January I was still doing a distance learning as far as teaching. My kids were still at distance learning for school, which seems longer ago at this point, but it really wasn't. It was 12 months ago. Um, and things were, were tough. They were mentally tough. You know, although, you know, we were all okay here as a family. Um, just the pressure of not knowing what was going to happen next and just trying to keep, um, you know, spirits up and stuff. But, you know, as, as we're talking, I started looking back at my, um, at my photos since that's pretty much the best journal that I have of the actual year. <laughs> right. And visual journaling. <laughs> here, here's, here's what's kind of embarrassing is I just realized something about a month ago that the, my phone automatically organizes by, by date. So I can go back and it's kind of embarrassing that, you know, I just now realize that I could go back to the actual year and look at the month. Oh, that's what I did that month. And something that my, my wife and I had decided to do to try to keep everybody somewhat sane and somewhat active is we started doing a lot of hiking. We started exploring a lot of our area within like, say like a 30, 40 mile radius. 
and we went on I don't know how many different hikes, but we explored a lot of different areas that we haven't in the you know the over ten years that we lived here. Um, even going up to the mountains, which really is you know maybe five miles away that we'd never done before. So despite everything else that was going on that we could complain about that was you know so-called wrong, um, we decided to try to do something different to as a family, and actually it was a it was a huge. Um, you know, positive thing that came out of it. So that's how our year was uh, going at that time. And then coming out of like spring into the summer, discussions started coming for having sort of a uh, little <laughs> meetup out of my place here. Uh, so. Yeah, that was amazing. That we had our, I guess it, I guess if we want to put a name to it, it would be Westcon. Uh, <laughs> 20 2021 getting a whole bunch of people more so than any of us thought would yeah. be together at one place one time because uh workbench con this year had been canceled and so the major event that we had all been looking forward to to meeting up together to being together wasn't going to be there anymore and so wes is like hey just come out here and uh, originally i thought it was just going to be me wes and sean the three of us hanging out but no, Wes being Wes was like, hey, hey, uh, behind the scenes, I've been inviting a bunch of people. So it ended <laughs> up being quite the event with you, me, and yep, Sean and Josh, yep, yep. Wing Geeks Crafts, uh, George and Emily. Like there was there was a bunch of people there and it was I was life changing. It was fantastic. It was I such a good really time was. at your place. I'm glad you guys had a great time. It was people still mention it from time to time as well. Like I was talking to uh, other dog design. Oh uh, yeah, just today yeah. yeah. Um, how we should do something again once things clear up again. So we should definitely keep that rolling uh, for sure. Uh, it was great to have everybody out here and kind of always like showing people around that have never been to this area before and sort of. The weather actually was not too bad when you guys came out. It was pretty um, pleasant for the time of year, surprisingly. And uh, Sean had a lot of fun in the backyard just looking at trees. <laughs> I love trees. Donovan had more meat uh, consumed within that week or so than, than I had in the last couple of years. years. <laughs> I'm still bitter about you. His gut showing, bacteria thanks me. Yeah. Showing Raleigh off to me. <laughs> still mad about that I, I think a lot of people are <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we need to do it again because definitely i walked away from that experience better person because of it and i would oh, i would love to have cool. west con 2022 there we go always invited and then let's see i went out to wyoming in july right after that i believe uh for a family vacation uh you guys go any trips this year to speak of that are abnormal i know you have your annual vegas thing sean and some other stuff but yeah it was mainly just the the traveling around in our immediate area and then going to vegas we mm -hmm. we've had plans to travel for the last couple of years but it seems like something always comes up to kind of prevent it uh we've been wanting to go to zion national park in utah and we've wanted to do uh route 66 you know, across the country um, and all that stuff, it just keeps getting put on hold uh, for various reasons, but you know, we'll, we'll get to it someday. But, you know, I, I did make the trip out to North Carolina and I'll, I'm going to call that one my trip for the year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was, that's pretty much as far as travel goes. You know, we didn't, we didn't get too adventurous as far as that. We're going too far away. Hopefully, 2022 will be better in that regard. That's yep. what we're hoping. Yes. Before we started recording, uh, Wes was mentioning some cost, uh, cautious cautious optimism over a workbench con that's coming up in two months and whether or not it's actually going to happen. But I'm, t I'm still hoping I hope uh, I just to think... see everybody there. Yeah. Hopefully, the, the effects of people gathering for Christmas and New Year's, like... We'll die down a little bit by then. Yeah. Oh. Um. 
So when we were planning for the show, we were talking about, you know, how to talk about this in different categories. So I guess what we just talked about would kind of be like experiences, especially mm. in terms of travel and stuff like that. Um, but we have a different couple different categories to go through uh, when talking about uh, favorite things from the last year. So which category do you gentlemen want to tackle next? Because we have about six or seven that we wrote down. Well, one of our viewers from the live stream did mention just now the uh, 30-day challenge, which we should at least somewhat acknowledge. Um, even <laughs> yeah, let's even acknowledge the, it. <laughs> even yeah, though we so. didn't have a positive outlook on the my channel, I thought it was still a lot of fun to do something with you guys. So, so we'll, we'll do this in the, ma- the maker category, then we can talk yeah, about that we'll do maker. and yeah. everything else. Okay. Start off with that. Um, that I probably produce more videos. Huh? That was not my favorite thing. Well, let's talk about what, if, if anybody is uh, didn't hear about or doesn't know what that is. Yeah, we had this idea in the beginning of the year because we were all looking at ways to reinvigorate our channel and try to figure out how to kind of you know um, get some views or our view numbers up because things had really been dwindling you know across YouTube altogether. But I think we felt it really hard in the beginning of the year. So we came up with this idea collectively of doing a, you know, 30 videos in 30 days, which is completely bonkers. But Wes and I remember a, a maker, uh, David Welder, who had done this at one time with, with a Jocko, um, from Jocko whatever. And it had a huge positive impact on their channel because you get constant content or new content every day. And with that type of visibility, especially at that time, it helped them a lot in their channel. So we thought maybe it would have a similar effect for us um, right now. And so we came up with the idea of collectively trying to do 30 and 30. Mm-hmm. Did not work out the way we expected, anticipated, no. hoped, or anything. But that said, I, I am disagree. with you in that Like I, I like what I took away from it personally. I don't like what I, my channel took away from it. But I do like what I took away from it. I mean, if you follow the trend line of how it was already going before we started that, it didn't do any, it didn't seem to do any more damage, really. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, and also, I think you discovered like some really cool style with your videos that I think hadn't been there before. I and agree. I hope you continue like at least a little bit of that influence going forward. Cause I mean, I think cinema, cinematically, your stuff really improved a lot. There's some storytelling stuff that you, you did that I think was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I I am happy of what I took away from it. My, my favorite thumbnail is still the one you kind of like, I guess, sitting up, like this manic look in your face, like you hadn't slept for like, you know, 14 hours. Or, you know, not 14 hours, like 40, oh, 48 hours. <laughs> I, I yeah, forget the subject my, of the video, but my the inspiration. Was, yeah. 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 Yeah, I have an idea. <clears throat> yeah, it was, uh, I, I do, I do like the tone that came out of that. It was really fantastic to be able to like, it, well, because it wasn't just me working together. I, I know I'm the only one that put out 30 videos in 30 days, but like we collectively like tried to do this together. So I knew that even though like I was here by myself, you know, filming by myself, all that kind of stuff, it was something that I was doing with both of you guys, which was yeah. really fun. Yeah. And your audience had a good response, I thought, too. They were always looking forward to the next one and. I was. I was always looking forward to the next one. Even though I didn't come out with one every day, I was like, oh, what's Donovan going to do? Yeah, and I, it was and I thought fun. I told a couple of good ones uh, on my own. Like, I got a lot of video projects off my plate that have been on there for years that I, like, either weren't important enough at the time or always got, you know, shoved away just because they weren't fully fleshed out. And I'm glad I got a lot of them done, honestly. I felt pretty good. Um, I want to re... Now, what's happened to that energy a little bit, maybe going to the next year, uh for my channel because it's definitely it's not where i want it to be but I'm, I'm i'm coming to the realization that like i can't keep like jumping for those like trying to reach those hoops to jump through i should just be content with what i'm making and um as long as i'm still enjoying it and my you know kids are enjoying it and people that are like i gotta reevaluate who i'm making them for basically am i making them for people that have never seen my stuff or am i making it for people that have you know that already enjoy it so it's good so, enough for me. Are we going to try to up the game to do 60 and 60? Yeah. <laughs> 365, 365. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Casey Neistat style. Yeah. We do. We should, like, figure out some kind of video to do for WorkbenchCon. Something. 
And it doesn't even have to be grand or complex or anything like that. Just simple, fun, hey, we were all together, here's proof, you know, and make a video of it. That would be fun. I don't want to do that. I'm just <laughs> saying it's a good idea. I don't want to be the one to, I don't want to be the one to do. I'm gonna be taking care of like an ARG and all kinds of stuff at WorkbenchCon, so I'm gonna be busy. But if anybody else wants to take up the mantle, um there's a free idea for you. I don't think the con videos ever do really do that well. No. I mean, honestly, all they are is just advertising for the next Workbench Con. Free advertising for them for the next Workbench Con. But they are, it is fun that I get to do Once Upon a Workbench Con. Yes. I do have that moniker of my name that fits so appropriately with that event. So it's hard to pass up that opportunity. So, um,. I did want to ask, since we are talking about like b the 30 videos in 30 days, what was your guys' favorite video that you did last year? Not the last year. I'm talking about, it's still 2020. And what's your favorite video that you've done this year so far? I'm having to look at my list. That's how, that's how <laughs> old I feel right now. Um, so I, I looked. Um, I've done 48 videos, um, which honestly, a bulk of them were the 30 and 30. And so that helped a lot in terms of my numbers. But my my personal favorite build of the year is has got to be the doghouse. Um, coming off of building the the playhouse, uh, the Zelda playhouse in my backyard, and then building a Legend of Zelda inspired doghouse, it was so much fun to recreate that same process uh, that I went through of building the playhouse, but just doing it for a puppy. Uh, and it it turned out really. I'm so proud of that little doghouse even though it is like buried in grass <laughs> right now i need to go out with you know with the shield with, with not with the shield with the sword and try and find some gems in it but uh it's still i'm still so so proud of that little that little doghouse i thought it was fantastic that was definitely my favorite uh build of 2021 unless tomorrow morning goes fantastic and the hot chocolate bombs end up being super great then that'll be my favorite build of 2021 but beyond that um my my Link's awakening expired doghouse is definitely my favorite build of 2021 uh see it's hard for me because i didn't really have a lot of like really large bills builds like that i i like the simplicity of my my water activated sidewalk art stuff i thought that was kind of fun um and then my augmented reality live stream i thought was interesting but those didn't get the traction i had hoped as most of these um i don't know i, I kind of like different ones that i did for different reasons like the 1980s robot um kind of nostalgia trip about my grandfather and stuff and his impact on making i thought that's probably one of my favorite ones i would say yeah that's a great hey, reason yeah thanks i've been wanting to tell that for a while and i, I thought i did a pretty decent job I'm pretty happy with it. So, yeah. I'm, I'm looking back at the videos that I, I did this year, and I realize I haven't really been building a whole lot in the traditional sense. I've been kind of like modeling processes. Um, I think the only thing that I built last year in terms of the video was the little uh, squirrel picnic table. <laughs> yeah. Which you know I, I've said on the show for years that you know my videos and stuff I I like to think more of as like entertainment, or at least that's my goal with it. Um. But in terms of, I guess, the video that I, I like the best, I think it might be the one where I modeled the process of how to engrave on the ceramic tile. Just because it was something different. Um, and it was kind of a form of teaching in the same way, which it seems like my channel is almost going in that direction anyways. Um, I don't know if it will continue that way, but I really like that video. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll have a little bit more to pull from for this year. Hopefully, I'll finally get to some of those projects I've been talking about for a couple of years now. Speaking of projects, um, both of you have become Glowforge owners this year, correct? Yeah, I was going to talk about that in terms of tools for for favorite things. Yes. Yeah. So, is it your your favorite tool for 2021? For me, it is. E even despite my frustrations with it, um, <laughs> but it's it's my favorite tool um, for for a reason that may not be uh, like apparent to most people is that it allowed my wife to take a little bit more of an active role in what we create. Yeah. Um, and 
we've slowly been changing to be creating more product than just content, um, at least content in the traditional sense on YouTube. And I know that my wife kind of needed that that format in a way to be able to create. I mean, she could have eventually learned the K40. Just It just was not very appealing or inviting to her. But the Glowforge is, despite the shortcomings and other issues. Um, she's She has it on, and she's doing something with it every day. And she's doing exactly what we had planned to do when we decided that we were actually going to buy it. In term, and she's always dealt really well with the marketing side of things and making... Uh, working with customers, getting the orders and that stuff. Um, so it's, it's worked out that way. So that's why it's my favorite tool. Um, it closed that gap for her and kind of like narrowed the, the band of difficulty um, in order to create. So for that reason alone, it's my favorite tool for the year. Yeah, I don't have to. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, like, have you used your K40 since you started using the Gold Forage, or is it? I, I have, but only yeah. to turn it on and make sure that it still works. <laughs> but but I mean, there's things that I need to do with the K40 that I can't do with the Glowforge, mainly because like the 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 clearance area just is not very big in the Glowforge. So you know, I've I've engraved like you know the big like yard Jenga blocks. I, I've personalized those. I've engraved those. I've still done tiles in there sometimes because it processes that that process is different uh, and sometimes I can get a better result out of it. Um, so I, I like that I have it just, it does not get used as much anymore, but it's still there. Yeah. For myself, um, I would echo a couple of those sentiments, especially with getting my wife in working on to, on projects with me. Um, she had never really been interested in that before. And it's definitely lowered the barrier of entry for her. Um, Cause she can like kind of fiddle with the program on her computer and then, have it spit it out over here and it's pretty easy to put the thing in and you know push the button and if it's a lot more user friendly um but as far as like new tools i don't really get very new to many new tools as it is like um so i think that's the only new one i bought this year um i definitely use my resin printer more this year than any other year i did a lot of uh, figurines uh for wing geesecraft uh, for a video that she's going to come out with um Probably, hopefully, on Christmas. I think is what she's hoping for. Cool. Maybe somewhere around there. It should be pretty cool. So, you uh, should see a lot of um, output from my printer. And uh, has she posted about that? Because I don't remember seeing anything about. She's, she's been pretty secretive about it, so I don't know if she has or not. Um, hmm. It'll be. It should be worth the wait. Like I've seen the thing in person. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, actually, well, when this comes out, it'll be Christmas. I don't know if I should say anything. I probably, I'm not going to say anything. <sighs> head, have over, head over to Wing Geeks Craft if you're listening to this and tell them the Making Geeks podcast sent you in a comment and just uh, enjoy. It should be, it should be pretty fun. Let's see. How about you, Donovan? Any new toys this year? Um, <laughs> I, CNC. Gonna, yeah, yeah, the CNC, yeah. that thing has been uh, a beast. So one of the things that I did this year that I've never done in the past is I held my own like little workshop, a uh, two day workshop with uh, 12, 12 to 16 year old boys uh, who made ornaments and door signs. And it was, it was awesome. It was a scouting project. Uh, that they got to, to come to the shop. They got to learn about creating vectors and lasers and the CNC machine, and it was it was fantastic. Um, I I would love to do workshops more, um, but my my garage is very limited. Uh, so finding finding places to to have those experiences more would be fantastic. As long as I could take my CNC with me, because that thing, uh, that thing, is is a beast. It went nonstop for days and didn't even have a hiccup, which was fantastic. I am so not not to say anything bad against your your uh, X carve, but man, Onefinity CNCs are just well, bad mouth it all you want. Cause I oh my gosh, they're so nice. I love it when something works. 
so much of my experience as a maker has been dealing with stuff that doesn't work. And that is one machine that like from the second that I put it together, plugged it in and turned it on, it is it is just worked. I haven't even busted a bit. And wow. That's pretty good. Like, I did break a bit uh, before I put it in the machine. <laughs> That's a totally separate thing. But while it's been in the machine, I haven't even broken a bit. It's been fantastic. And Two Moose Designs, to their credit, have been incredibly helpful in helping to teach me about uh, feeds and speeds and all that kind of stuff to just make the experience of using a CNC just almost seamless. Not seamless, but almost seamless. That's great. Yeah. What about pop culture and media? Let's, let's say uh, this year we had the new... Uh, Disney Plus MCU content uh, had WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, What If, and Loki, now Hawkeye. I, I think those have been my replacement for like pretty much all other shows. Um, I still watch Star Trek because I am a glutton for punishment and I'm a masochist, I guess. I don't know. It's not as bad as some other times, but <laughs> I get more frustrated with those, that show than I should. Um yeah, more frustrated much... than Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Star Trek Discovery. Mm. If it hadn't been for my favorite um a favorite series of 2021, Lower Decks would definitely be my favorite series of 2021. It's not, but it would have been. It almost was. It's pretty great. Yeah, cuz that show is just it's so funny. Oh That's my god. That's the gosh. animated one, right? Yes. Yeah. Highly recommended. Mhm. Not for kids, though. Mm-mm. For for media, um, it's kind of tough because it seems like we're so inundated with with Marvel that that's kind of like the, the the primary thing on my mind. So yeah, I guess the the advent of the new Disney Plus slash Marvel series I think have been great. Um, not that I'm not saying that every one of the series are good. I just like the fact that we have this content to go from. Yeah, and it, it starts to kind of reinforce. The, the the movie experience or just like a single movie um, is not always the best storytelling platform and the episodic content in this way with, with fewer restrictions can sometimes be better I mean you still have to have good writing you still have to have all these things in place but I think I've enjoyed almost like this serialized thing to look forward to every yeah. week yeah. Um, one because it's a service I'm already paying for and you know, the movies are expensive <laughs> that but that being said, I think there's been some really good cinematic experiences this year too. Um, I think I went to the movie theater first time back in or first time again back in July. I think I've seen seven or eight movies in the theater at this point. Um, seeing Peter Rabbit too, which I think thought was pretty good. Um, Shang Chi was another good you know media experience. Black Widow was okay. We won't talk about Eternals. Um, <laughs> we can skip over that one. But then we had Ghostbusters, so I think that. You know, there's been some really, really good geek-related properties. Um, and even, finally, Spider-Man. Yeah, and finally, Spider-Man. Uh, even though it seems like we're kind of kicking up and retreading a lot of the same ground, um, I think that just like the rest of society, we're we're trying to refine our way in, in, in all these different things once again. Um, hopefully, going into the future. So, breaking them up a little bit, like what was your favorite movie and what was your favorite series of 2021? Hmm. That's it's either Ghostbusters for movie or Spider-Man No Way Home. That's really hard for me. It was really that good. I greatly enjoyed it. I, I don't agree with Wes on Spider-Man, but I, I really like Ghostbusters. Yeah, I would have to say Ghostbusters is probably my favorite movie of 2021. Dune probably would have been my favorite movie of 2021 had it been all of Dune. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Instead of part one. Uh but yeah, Ghostbusters was just an awesome experience. Definitely my favorite of 2021. I, I think I've missed having a cinematic experience that doesn't have 20 years of baggage attached to it. I mean, there, there's a little bit of baggage attached to Ghostbusters, but not, you know, 20 other movies that I've had to keep up with in order to say, you know, try to connect the dots, you know, collectively. Um, I'm hoping that there's more of that type of thing in the next uh this next year a little bit more what about your favorite series 
I would have to look back to look at everything I've watched because my favorite series probably is not one of the Marvel ones. I mean, I could pick one of the Marvel ones as my favorite Marvel series, but there's a lot of content that I watch a lot with my wife, you know, like each evening. And I think that there's there's certain series that I like. It can breathe the break. Great British British Bake Off. There's no shame in that. It doesn't have to be. I've actually never seen that show. Okay. <laughs> my, my daughter watches all the baking shows, and then she kind of keeps me updated that way. I, I don't. I don't typically sit and watch them. Uh, you know what my favorite series might have been is uh, Behind the Attraction. It's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was just watching one of the episodes this morning, um, and I don't. Know, I just I love learning about how things are made and behind the scenes and stuff and. I think I enjoy that more than other things a lot of times. More than the 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 finished project that it's supposed to be creating. The process. Mm-hmm. What about you, Wes? Well, hmm. That's hard. I enjoyed I enjoyed all the Marvel stuff. Way more than I thought I would. There were several of the titles that I didn't have as much interest in. Um the what if I could have you know, before it came out, I was like, eh, I don't know. I I'll give it a shot. I really enjoyed that. Like the animation I thought was fantastic and like cinematically like the the shot like choreo if you can call it choreography with animation i guess um i thought it was embarrassing how good it was compared to mcu movies like all mcu movies should look at that as a guide like it was super dynamic and i don't don't watch as much animation as i used to but it kind of blew my mind for some of that stuff like it was really well done i thought and the behind the scenes stuff of how they made some of those episodes on disney plus uh, I think it's called like Behind the Magic or something. I mm-hmm. can't remember, but it's it's very good. Um, but Hawkeye, I mean, just because Hawkeye is the most fresh in my mind, I I enjoyed the, some of the dad stuff in Hawkeye and the veteran kind of stuff that was presented in that show. I thought they did a good job, like kind of embracing his humanity instead of kind of making fun of it. Like I think I've said this before. Like most people, you know, when you mention Hawkeye or Black Widow, they're like, oh, what good are humans when you're fighting aliens and monsters and killer robots and stuff? You know, when you have all these super-powered individuals, you know, alongside them, what what are they really contributing, right? What are they really doing? And they took that sort of humanity and, like, leaned into it harder than I expected, and they sort of, I don't know, they did some unexpected things um, with relationships with his kids and stuff. I think they could have maybe leaned into that more than just maybe the one episode um, or so, but, yeah, I enjoyed that one. So it's it's either between oh and Loki. God, I forgot about Loki. Ugh, I don't know. How, <laughs> how can I choose? How can I choose? I, w- I would say as far as the Loki, the final episode in Loki left me wanting more, more than any of the other ones so far. Like with uh, Kang was fantastic. Like if that's just a sampling of what I have to look forward to f- for him as being a big bad in the next couple movies or whatever, then and the whole introduction of the multiverse stuff. I thought they did really well with all the variants and led to a lot of cool jokes. Like with my dog, my dog's name is Loki. He's a Husky for those that don't follow me on every platform I post him on. <laughs> but um, now I can, I can say he's actually like a Loki variant and it fits within the canon of the show, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Have you done any, any series you mentioned Ghostbusters for a movie, but, but any series that you, well, like I said, uh, L- Lower Decks Lower was Decks, just okay. fantastic. But Arcane, hands down, was I can't I can't even I'm I'm still geeking out out about it really hard. There's been some uh, behind the scenes um, videos that have come out over the production of Arcane and especially the music. Um, the music producer for for uh, Arcane put out a really lengthy an amazing video about uh, putting together the music and like the process of trying to write music for the last episode of the of the series. And it was just every time I watch either snippets or episodes of that show, I'm just blown away at the animation and the visual storytelling, the character development. It's it's going to be hard going forward, watching other stuff to compete with what they were able to pull off in Arcane. So let me ask you a question. I didn't really investigate it before, and it says it's like League of Legend related. Mm-hmm. Do I have to like care or give a shit about no. that game? No. no. And okay. it's great. Like like you were talking about, you don't have to have twenty year baggage of every of of like 
fermented property in order to understand the show. Like you don't you don't have to have even played the game. I've played the game, so I understood some of the oh he did the thing or she did the or whatever. But like you don't need to know anything at all. That's how good the world building is. It's not reliant on pre-existing knowledge like so much of cinema is nowadays. Yeah, I, I know nothing about the characters. I mean, even though I'm a so-called coach for this for the game, no, I I, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but but it was genius on their part to not make that that knowledge a prerequisite to watch the show. I mean, people that that are into the property will probably find all these different Easter eggs and really cool stuff. But I think for, and I've only seen the first episode, uh, I think for anybody that know, knows nothing about the property can go into it kind of blind and just enjoy it for what it is. And that kind of sounds mm-hmm. what, like what Donovan's been saying. It it could be its own topic of conversation, but adult animation has had this resurgence, I feel like, more specifically in the last year, but maybe in the last like year and a half, two years that the amount and quality of content of adult animation has just like shot through the roof. It's not adult swim anymore. It's like there's serious contenders for the best stuff I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And there has to be a kind of a clear distinction that because most adult animation is, is, is is crudely drawn and it is kind of like crass in terms of humor and, and, and graphic content where arcane is, it's adult, but it's it's like mature, you know. It's full yeah. I guess out. yeah. You have to like yeah. Distinguish I mean, between yeah. yeah. There's another one, another series on Netflix, uh, which is a uh, Castlevania, which is also very good. But that one is hyper violent. That one's hyper violent though, but still really really good. Yeah. What about um? What about your favorite games of 2021? If we're going on the pop culture geek geek trend. I, I have two because it's the only two games I've played consistently for the last six months to a year, and that would be Valheim. Um, I, I kind of like the fact that it is Minecraft with a Viking skin, and I, I feel just <laughs> yeah. more at home in that environment. <laughs> um, and also a Microsoft Flight Simulator, which also relates to an experience I had earlier this year with you know doing an official flight simulator and kind of setting me on that path. So kind of a... A couple bunch into one there. Yeah, I would echo the the Valheim sentiment since we had the server that we all played on. I hadn't had an experience like that in a long time where we're just you know going on an adventure and like really feel like you're exploring things and you guys, like you helping built, each other out. And you guys built so damn fast, and <laughs> the community pops up overnight, and then you guys are done with it. Like, where do you guys go? That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um. And then, like, that was a surprise hit I wasn't expecting. No one was expecting that. And definitely, they earned the money that they made. Uh, The other one for me would be Metroid Dread. While I haven't finished it yet, I had a lot of fun on it so far. And I need to... I have a really bad habit of playing a game, like, three-quarters of the way through and then dropping it for some reason. Just because I feel like I'm neglecting the rest of my life and I feel guilty playing it, honestly. And then I get into this, like, thing, like, well... I feel like I'm never going to be as skilled as I was when I put the game down. Is it worth the like trudging and the pain it's going to feel like, like getting to that point again, skill wise to resume like Batman Arkham Knight. That game is like really old now, but like I dropped that one after I was like halfway done with it. And that game is like so muscle memory with like the fighting and everything. It feels it's such a struggle for me to get back into that mindset of being able to know the you know, button combinations and getting like the twitchiness down and it's, and it's such a time sink to get to the point where I can play it again, that it's intimidating. Honestly, I don't think I can allow myself enough time, but I need to make I need to make the time. I don't play enough games compared to what I used to. <laughs> no, it sounds silly, but like before I worked at Epic, I played games a lot, and since that point, I don't find as much enjoyment in it. And also, I feel guilty in spending the time where I could be better used in like making my channel better, which obviously is maybe not the fruit of the labor that I was hoping. But I don't know. It's 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 a balance that I'm still working on here, like five years later, with geek smithing. <laughs> I get that. That and you know, wife and kids, and in life, in life and kids, in yeah. <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah. I've actually <laughs> felt that a lot, especially getting older. Is this how I want to be spending the time that I have right now? I mean, I love getting lost in a digital world. I, I really, really enjoy it. But um, I'm, I'm living in a real one that I have to participate in. Yes. Yeah. 
And now the metaverse is coming, apparently. So, even more digital world. Uh, that's not for our generation. <laughs> Ready player none. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm late to the game on the PS4, but my son and I got a PS4 and got Spider-Man. And that game is just incredible. It is in- it's like what every Spider-Man game I wished would have been like. It it is. They did everything right in that game and it is just fantastic. And me and my son have loved playing that game. I I get to watch him play Spider-Man and then when it gets too hard or you have to do the sneaky parts cuz he's not very good at being sneaky. He's like he hands the controller over to me. It's like do the sneaky parts and I'll do the stinky parts and then hand the controller back to him so he can do the the punching and kicking parts. But it was it's so fun. It would be that that's probably my second favorite game of 2021. But um there is a game that came out on Xbox Live. Um it's it's free. It's called uh Two Crowns. And I don't know why I downloaded it. It looked intriguing. It's like a pixelated side-scrolling game. It's not like a Castlevania game. It's a world-building game. But I started playing that, and I've just gotten hooked. And I don't understand why I am enjoying this game so much. But it's you, pu- you play as a king or a queen, and you try to like grow a commerce and, f- and farm and build defenses against... Um, against greed, which are these little purple monsters that come and steal your gold and stuff and your resources and stuff. It seems it seems so simplistic, and it really is in terms of like gameplay. There's no instructions. It's kind of like Legend of Zelda. You just start playing the game and you figure it out as you go. And it's there's something to be said about that process of like not having to go through the tutorial that it's like press A to duck. Okay, now A, not like all this other kind of stuff that we're so used to with games where you just get dropped into a game and you figure it out. And it has been it has been <laughs> annoyingly frustrating how fun I am finding this game. And so Kingdom Two Crowns is probably my favorite game of 2021. And was that it? Did we? <laughs> I don't know. I think I was. So I, I'm checking the list. I'm like, I think we've covered everything. But I'm wondering if you know. Do you want to talk about next year at all? Um, do you want to save that for like a, a New Year show? We we didn't get this far in our conversation about the, the show beforehand. Well, one thing I did want to mention. I'm gonna try my darndest to at least fire up my welder before the end of the year, just so I can say that I did. So you can say you did. Take yeah. it out of the box. I'm going to blind myself as a New Year's resolution. <laughs> What's the resolution at the end? Uh, New Year's uh, resolution as in the end of. It's the resolution yeah. of that arc, that story arc for the year. Of Wes had eyesight at the beginning, and now he doesn't. Also like the arc of the welder. Yes, that was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay. A, a good note that we can end on this now looking back on 2021 was there anything that like you were looking forward to or hoped to or like anything like that that didn't turn out the way you thought it did or didn't turn out at all or anything like that since this is so, some sort of a, a bit of a retrospective like how do you feel like it went I think for the most part it went pretty well given how the year started the, we were still kind of in quarantine and lockdown at the beginning of the year um, I think that going into summer um, and, and being able to put that stuff behind and then going out to, to Wes's house in July was like a huge, huge turning point where it felt like, okay, I'm around people around, I'm around people again. They're out and about. And it kind of felt like progress from there. Um, I would have liked to have put more content out last year, but you know what? When I think about what I did instead, it's not. I don't feel like I was sitting around wasting time. Um, I did a lot more things with the family this year. My kids are getting older, and strangely enough, need just as much attention at this age right now. Um, especially with my son being in junior high and different conversations that we have to have now, that fathers of teenagers will will be familiar with. Um, I, I think that making more time for them and making sure that I'm still present for them is a good trade-off for not having more content at the moment. So no regrets, but I, I still would have liked to put out a couple more videos. That's a good sentiment. Yeah. I, can I uh, my, my goal, I can say that I achieved my goal of going full-time as a maker 
it did not happen the way that I thought it would happen. And it has not been going the way that I had hoped it would go. Um, but that being said, being able to to say that, you know, this was my, not my end point. It's not an end point. It's just, this was my next step. It's, I've reached that next step. And now it's just figuring out what the next step is after that. But being able to to see that, you know, there's progress in that direction has been really cool. Shaky, rocky, terrifying is all heck. Uh, but otherwise, still progress. So that's been that's been a good thing to look back on for 2021. Yes, and I'm glad that we got to get together. Uh, it definitely needs to happen more often. That's one thing I, I've need to. Once it's more, like, I feel like it's less uh, appealing at some points, like than others, as far as getting together with people. That that constantly changes every month. It seems like this you know state of the pandemic is shifting so dramatically in every search every possible way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that I, I wanted to take away and try to do more of is like spend time with my friends, you know, and actually whether it means flying out somewhere or having them fly here or whatever, like taking for granted, like the time that we have available to actually do things with each other. Um, because I mean, it's like leading up into to the pandemic. Like it's like it felt like you could always do it if you wanted to. You just I'll do it soon, but I, you know I can do it any time. What's the rush? And then when that opportunity is all taken away from you, even for family members and stuff, like well, um, like some people didn't get that opportunity anymore. Like that's kind of eye opening, you know. So it it, it makes me want to lean into that harder and sort of I want to I want to get to the point where I'm like man. I spent way too much time with my friends that so we need to cut back. Like, I want to be able to say that sentence, right? <laughs> is that a great sentence to like strive to say? Actually, I think it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also like I did some, we did some, uh, a dad and his kids just dropped in the channel. You reminded me, he said that he's trying to get an RV trip going. Yes. Um, he and I have been trying to get a, a, RV trip. He lives in Virginia, I believe, and I'm only one state away. And there's no reason we can't meet up somewhere in the middle and do something with our families together and like go camping or whatever. Like there's so many opportunities. I just need to be cognizant of them and try to take advantage of them as often as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. taking advantage of people. Let's thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash making geeks for helping us keep the show on the air. Every time we release an episode, including our top patrons, you guys remember who they are? Yeah. Square Splinter. Yeah. Square Splinter, yeah. Prop Shop. Enjoy. That's right. That is right. Yep. Yes. Thank you guys so much for your support. Happy New Year. Yeah. And all of us are are heavily involved on social media with everything that we're doing, our frustrations, our successes, our and everything in between. So if you want to follow Sean, uh, you can follow him at Geek Builders. If you want to follow Wes, you can follow him at Geek Smithing. And if you want to follow myself, Donovan, you can find me at Once Upon a Workbench. Do we want to mention what we're geeking out about? Do you want to slip a couple of those in, in real quick before the end of the year? Is there anything that you've been geeking out about they haven't mentioned? I had one that I wanted to throw out there because apparently everyone's heard of this but me. And I thought you guys might enjoy it being like cinemaphiles or whatnot so there there's a video that i watched where they're saying how like basically john williams quote unquote like ripped off a lot of different or this one composer for like laying the groundwork for like all his thematic stuff especially for star wars and other and even like some harry potter stuff and apparently there's a album called the planets have you guys heard of this no there's an album called the planets it was released in the early 20th century, like the 20s or 30s, mm-hmm. ridiculously, like like 100 years ago. And it's by a composer, Gustav Holst, and it's called The Planets. There's a YouTube video. It's got about 8 million views of the entire suite. Basically, he did uh, – how many tracks is it? He did, it's super long, too. It's, it's like 15 minutes long. It's a normal album. I mean, it's not that bad. But he has them broken up into Mars, Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. And you need to listen to that, and it'll blow your mind. Because 
like I, you think of all this thematic, like ground swelling, you know, bombastic stuff, like as being modern music and like John Williams type stuff. I'm like, this is like a hundred years ago. This is crazy. And apparently they used a lot of these tracks for stand in stuff before John Williams ever composed something for star Wars. And then Lucas is like, apparently I looked at the research a little bit into this afterwards. They're like, Oh yeah, I want, I want something similar to this. And John Williams is like, okay. And like, just listen to Mars and a couple and Jupiter sounds like the most heroic, like Superman stuff ever. And I even heard some Lord of the Rings like kind of chords <laughs> in there too. It was pretty cool. So what's it Definitely called? Definitely recommend it. It's called The Planets. Uh, it's all instrumental um, orchestral music called The Planets. It's on YouTube um, from Gustav Holst. It's great background music while you're doing like sanding or like 3D modeling or animating. Check it out. You're, it's going to okay. blow your mind. For so sure. when my my wife um, studied um, aeronautic engineering when she was in college because she wanted to go work for NASA. And so when we were first dating, uh, I, I wanted to do, I wanted to like share her interests and her passions for like, for, for space and, and aviation, all that kind of stuff. And so we went to uh, an observatory where they did the planets. Uh, but then they had like the, it was in the, what do they call them? The dome. Yeah, planetarium. The planetarium. Yeah. They did it in a planetarium where they played, uh, where they played the planets and then had like a visual slideshow of all the planets. And so each one would come down as the song for it came down and you would see like little bits of information that would come up and, That's you cool. know, it would wrap around the planet, all this kind of stuff. Super cool. Super cool. It's, it's, it's a great listen. It is a fantastic listen if you can do it in a planetarium, but otherwise it's still a great listen. You know what else is super cool? Our website. You can go and check that out at makingneeks.com and we have a contact page where you could give a suggestion for the show. Um, any ideas we're open to. We're always looking forward to or, or we're always looking at um, that type of info that comes into the website. Uh, and also you can listen to all of our past episodes right there on the homepage of the site. And don't forget to check out the uh, shop where we have some of our cool merchandise right there on makingneeks.com. I love our transitions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so seamless and pro. And you can find new episodes of the website every Saturday morning on your favorite podcast player of choice. Okay, that, I wasn't sure if that was a response to what I was saying. New, you said new episodes of the website. Did I really? I think so. We were still picking up what you were putting down. It's that's all right. Yeah. That, that, that's okay. It's I'll, the end of the year. Let's go. You can find new episodes of the podcast on our website, but also on your favorite podcast player of choice. We want to thank everybody hanging out in the live chat with us. It's always a lot of fun hearing the and seeing the uh, conversation happening in live uh, in real time during the show. So for, <laughs> from all of us to all of you, have a fantastic holiday and we'll see you in the new year. Hey, Merry yeah. Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas. It's an Xmas Day miracle. And Wes is down. Wes is down. <laughs> <laughs>